What's good, Chiefs Kingdom? We are back today for season two of the show. It's going to be a good one. We're going to talk off-season plans, the plans for the podcast moving forward. Obviously, our Chiefs, pending free agents, and a little bit of Eric Bieniemy. It's going to be a good one today, Chiefs Kingdom. So with that being said, I'd like to welcome you all to the second season of the Kingdom Connect podcast. This is a Kansas City Chiefs podcast here with your host and producer, Eric Tapartis, certified health and performance consultant. I hope Chiefs Kingdom is doing very, very well today. We're recording this episode on Friday, February 24th. And like I said, this is the second season of the Kingdom Connect podcast. If you guys are new to the show, welcome. If you guys are returning, welcome back. I appreciate every single one of you guys. And it's going to be a good episode today. Like I said, who I am, I am a health and performance consultant, and what I do is I do a lot of corrective exercise with people who've had injuries in the past or people who are about to go into surgical procedures, uh, so pre-op and then post-op, so we need to work out a lot of those muscle imbalances, and do I do a lot of general health and wellness with people who need weight loss and people who need weight gain, and then I do a lot of athletic development and sports performance, and I've worked worked with all levels except for the professional level. So, like I said, I am back. I did not think I was going to come back to uh, to do this podcast. I kind of had some thoughts about it and then sat down, really, really thought about it. And I just can't help it. I, I, love, I love being a Chiefs fan. I love sharing my thoughts. I love ranting. I love studying. You know, the game, obviously studying the team and everything about the team. And then I love sharing my knowledge and that and I feel like this is an outlet for me. And I hope this is an outlet for some of you guys who ever listen to the show religiously. And that's kind of what I want. I want this to be an outlet to kind of, you know, express, you know, what I see, how I feel. You know, it's my opinions, my thoughts. Obviously, you know, I try to give out, you know, good facts based off the evidence that, you know, that floats around what we see, what I study, you know, I watch film. So I try to give you guys out, you know, give you guys the best knowledge out there. Obviously, there's plenty of Chiefs podcasts, you know, that I respect and I love listening to because I listen to a shit ton of Chiefs podcasts. I don't listen to my own podcast, just, you know, let you guys know that. Once I record it, do my editing and I put it out there it's already out there I don't I don't listen to it that's for you guys so let's get on with the show like I said I am back let's start with the Eric B enemy talk so Eric B enemy had his press conference with uh the Washington commanders uh yesterday it was a good it was good press conferences I mean I mean honestly his interviews were great people were clapping you know, the questions were fair. Obviously, some of them were kind of repetitive, like, you know, head coaching jobs and stuff like that. You know, and, you know, be enemy. He's always going to say, I'm focused what's right now, and I'm focused on the opportunity that is right here in front of me in this very moment. And he's focusing on the day. And he said, right now, I am a Washington commander's offensive coordinator, and I am focusing on the day, you know. And, you know, he obviously mentioned his time in Kansas City, and he spent 10 years with he spent 10 years with the team 10 years with the team half of it being a running backs coach 
the other half being an offensive coordinator. And that half obviously was special. You know, when Mahomes took over the reign as a starter, that's when Eric Bieniemy took over as offensive coordinator. Now, so many spe- so much speculation has happened over the years. You know, why isn't he getting a job? He's interviewed 17 times. Why can't he get a job? It's said that, you know, he can't interview properly. It, 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 you know, so much speculation. I try not to feed in a lot of that speculation because you don't know what's going on. Like, I wish these owners would actually physically come out and say, hey, this is why we're not hiring him. Now, obviously, there's a Rooney rule. There's a rule that's in place for owners to interview X amount of minorities throughout a hiring process. Now, we all feel that just because there's a rule out there, which unfortunately there has to be a rule, they don't abide by it. I mean, they abide by it, but at the end of the day, an owner's going to hire whoever he wants to hire. And I guarantee you, a lot of these interviews that Eric Bieniemy walked in were like all bullshit interviews. And he all knew, he knew they were all bullshit interviews. Knew that he was there because of the rule. And that they had already had their guy. And you know what? I've said it myself. I think some jobs, I think him being a logical person, he wants to go to a place that he sees where a, a true opportunity is going to be at. I don't think he wants to go to a complete tire fire. Now, it is said a lot of people are throwing out there that Washington is a dumpster fire. And honestly, because of their ownership, that could be true. And they're about to sell. Snyder's about to, you know, Snell, uh, Snell, sell. And I, I, you know, it's said, you know, like Jay-Z and a whole bunch of people are probably going to buy it. And, you know, there was like rumors about that's why Eric Bieniemy's going there. Now, I'm not going to speculate on that. That was just kind of floating around on, you know, obviously social media. And you know how social media can be. <clears throat> but the tr- but the true thing is, you know, why? Why did Eric Bieniemy choose Washington when a lot of people are saying that it's a tire fire there? And why would he leave? you know, what he has here in Kansas City to go there. Well, the thing is, Eric Bieniemy was on a one-year deal. I don't know if you guys remember this, but after we lost the AFC Championship in 2000, the 2021-2022 season, we we didn't know if Eric Bieniemy was going to come back because his contract was up. You know, he was the highest-paid offensive coordinator at the time, and... I'm sure they gave him a pay raise because by that point we had already been to two Super Bowls. And for we had been to two Super Bowls and four AFC title game or probably they gave him a pay raise maybe after the second Super Bowl, but I know that at some point he became the highest paid offensive coordinator. Him and Andy Reid apparently had a meeting with each other and I'm sure and obviously it was way after the hiring process Eric Bieniemy didn't get a job. So he was essentially a free agent coach. And I think Andy was like, you know what? We're going to have like this big, big uh, like owners meeting where they get a chance to kind of meet a lot of minority coaches, like assistant coaches out there, you know, get to know them more personally and understand dynamic. And maybe it can help the 
them hire them more. Not that, you know, I'm saying that the whole league needs to have all minority coaches, but (laughs) we all know sometimes why these guys get hired. And so Andy Reid had this meeting with him, and I'm sure he said, look, come back for one more year, and this will be your last year. Regardless if you get hired as a head coach or, you know, whatever you do last year, regardless how the season ends. And he agreed to it. I'm sure there was probably a little another pay raise bump, you know, and that was just to keep him here. And look what happened. We won a Super Bowl out of it. It, it, You know, it, it wasn't like the season ended negatively. And so he has to leave. You know, because his time was up, and I'm sure, he, and I think he wanted to be done. I think he wanted to be done here in Kansas City, especially after last year. I think he wanted to be done after his contract. And a lot of people speculated that him and Mahomes had a rift. There was that dumbass article that came out that was not sourced by all means. And people just were putting their feelings out there because they wanted some reason. They wanted a, uh, a someone to blame why the AFC title went as bad as it did in the second half. Now we have seen Bienemy argue with players. They have he has, but coaches argue with players. You mean to tell me that you don't remember Andy Reid? You know, remember the Andy Reid, then the Donovan McNabb, and the T.O. All that bullshit. Remember all that crap? You don't think that Andy Reid hasn't gotten, you know, hasn't gotten into it with players before? Now, the thing about Andy Reid, he's a he's a player's coach. He he tries to understand, he tries to relate to people, he tries to understand people and where they come from. That's why people want to play for him. That's why he's respected. Now, Eric Bieniemy on the other hand, he's respected obviously in the building. People love him because if they didn't, he wouldn't have been there. If he was a hated coach, if he truly was a hated coach, like like some people want to make him out to be, he would have not been there. If Mahomes hated him, if Mahomes wa- walked into Clark, uh, Clark Hunt's office and said, EB out, Clark Hunt's going to bring Andy Reid in the, in, in, in the room, have the conversation, now, obviously, Andy Reid essentially has more say over the coaches, but Clark Hunt is the owner, and I'm sure if – and Pat's not like this. Pat's not going to just jump rank and just be scandalous. Like, we know Pat is not like this. But if there was was a riff, Pat – if Pat wanted him gone, he would have already been gone. That's not the case. They, they respected him. They loved him. They all wanted him to be a head coach. Sometimes – Players getting in, players sometimes get into it with coaches, especially since they're all grown men. It's a job. At that point, it's a job. They're in their careers. You're you're working with your. I mean, he's a coach, but he's also a coworker. You mean to tell me you get along with your coworkers every day? No, and I know they get paid millions of dollars, and a lot of them are superstars. But at the same time, it's it's one of those things that. Eric Bieniemy does not. Eric Bieniemy treats every player the same. Now he's not going to just yell at Patrick Mahomes, just be yelling at Patrick Mahomes, but he's going to let Patrick know that he's messing up. And a lot of players appreciate that. Some players don't appreciate that. Some players do. 
I think, here's what I think on why maybe the hiring, me personally on why he's probably not getting hired. I already mentioned a point is that some of them have already made up their minds on what coach they wanted, and and he's just a, a a person, you know, on the list that they have to bring in as an interviewer or interview, you know, person to be interviewed. I should say. I also think another reason is it's the it's also the Mahomes effect. The reason why Matt Nagy and Doug Peterson were able to get jobs, and I didn't understand it because I was like, you know, why were they able to get jobs so easily? Now, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. Matt Nagy, he did get coach of the year, did take the, the Bears to the playoffs twice, but then the last two years was a complete tire fire. I understand. I didn't understand then, but I understand now. Those guys didn't get to work with Mahomes as a starter. Mahomes wasn't even on the team when Doug Peterson was a was our OC. And Nagy had Alex Smith. Alex Smith's last year, Nagy's only year as OC. And Childress got hired in his in Andy's Philly days. You know, Childress did do OCing a little bit, um, and I think he OC'd in twenty sixteen. The 2016 year, I think he came back and helped, uh, was the OC with Andy Reid. But he was also more offensive quality control, too. Um, Those guys worked with Alex Smith. So getting Alex Smith to have a great year, to have a Pro Bowl year, was phenomenal. And it it was almost like looked at as like, okay... That's like that job wasn't like that OC. Like, let's put it this way. The offensive coordinator job looked like a almost like a true offensive coordinator job, but kind of not as sexy. Now, offensive coordinator for the Kansas State Chiefs is sexy as fuck because of Mahomes. And I think some owners probably take that in consideration or probably like, well, he's had the luxury with Mahomes. And those other guys had Alex Smith. And no one's going to sit there and say that Alex Smith is on any near level of Mahomes. That's that's ludicrous. Although Alex Smith is a big reason why Mahomes got to be a professional coming into the team. And Alex Smith was a true guy to him, a true leader, helped him out in that room. But I, I think that's I think that's probably a reason, too. Me being a you know half black man myself, I do believe there is some race that plays into it. I I'm not saying it's the entire thing, but I do think that there is some race that plays into it. When he's getting interviewed, he's probably real. He's probably true to himself. This is how I'm going to approach it. And you know what? To some rich old white guys i'm just gonna call it how it is that can that can come off as intimidating and sometimes these rich old white guys they want yes men they want guys that are gonna report to them and say yes no matter what they don't want a guy that they almost essentially fear and and maybe maybe some of them feel intimidated by eb when he's interviewed 
Not that Eric Bieniemy is coming there and acting like an asshole. I'm just saying maybe there is an intimidation. And I think when an owner, especially billionaire owner, is intimidated by somebody, they're definitely not going to hire them. And I think that's bullshit. I think if that's if that is truly a reason which plays a little bit into race, I think that's fucked up. And I, I, I'm not saying that they're actually, they're really blatantly coming out and saying, well, we can't hire him because he's black. I don't think it's gen, I don't think it's as, as blatant as that. I think it's a subconscious feeling, you know, because of what they're accustomed to, what old white men are accustomed to, essentially. And I'm not trying to make this a race thing or a political thing. That's not who I am. That's not what I'm about. I'm just just speculating on why, what reasons that Eric Bieniemy could be not being hired. But with that being said, you had Shady McCoy coming out on the damn talk show, running his mouth, and then you had all the players coming at him. Ron Parker, Tyreek Hill, um... Uh, Jamal Charles, and there was another. Uh, there was a couple more, but a lot of them said, "You know, come on now, that that's wrong. That's cap. That's you're capping." And I don't know why he said it. Well, actually, you know what? I, I'll tell you why. Because Tyree Kill actually tweeted it out. Shady's mad because Eb told him to hold that ball high and tight, and we all know that his ass is fucking swinging it around like a loaf of bread and i'm sure eric b basically he got benched because he fumbled like a couple times in crucial moments in that season obviously we won a super bowl he fumbled a couple times and he was benched and i'm sh- and you know what eric b he has made it clear that he does not fuck with fumbles he doesn't and he's a running back at heart and he will let you know you better not fumble that ball. And he probably told him, like, hey, you're washed. And he will tell a player that he's washed. And that is a reason why. And he's not going to – and he's probably not going to do it in an utter disrespectful way. But some some players, especially players who have been catered to and probably told they're the best most of their career and they've been run down and people or younger guys are better than them, Sometimes they can't handle that corrective criticism because they never had to get it. And I think some owners are probably like, "Ooh, if we bring that into this and then this, some of the players that were here that didn't have that type of coaching probably won't like that. So, and it's players who were used to it already, who knew Eric Bieniemy already were used to it. And then if you were a rookie, you were, you were coming and getting born into it anyways. But new players who come in who aren't used to that won't understand and will probably take offense to it. So I'm just, you know, throwing out many reasons why there could be factors that he wasn't getting a head coaching job. I think there's a lot of reasons. But with that being said, if he can take Washington and turn them into something, you know, they got some weapons. They got good running backs. They got good wide receivers. The quarterback and a little bit of the offensive line's an issue. And, you know, Ron Rivera is a defensive-minded guy. I think having Eric Bieniemy take over some of the slack 
I think will help Ron really, really help focus on that defense, and he can upgrade that. And that was, I mean, that the defense was still the highlight of the team, regardless. They're just, they just, they they just suck at quarterback, and they need a quarterback. Some people were seeing this job as suicide for Eric Bieniemy because you know what? If this goes bad, it could be over for him. It could be like, you know what? It it, it was done. A lot of owners are impatient. It just a lot of management is impatient, and they want immediate success. And I've I've also said this too. I think Eric Bieniemy in his interviews, I'm sure he saw some situations. That he's probably saying like, eh, thanks, but no thanks, because the you know, and I, and I'm not saying that that's true because I he has mentioned like, look, I don't care the situation. If a head coaching job came up, I'm taking it, and I think anyone would. You know, but I think situations also can matter. <clears throat> but, you know, like I said, players were coming out to defend uh, Eric Bieniemy, and it was asked, you know, they t- asked him about Shady, and he, you know, he took the high road out, and, you know, which is obviously awesome of him, and said, you know, Shady's a future Hall of Famer. You know, deep down inside, he's like, that motherfucker sucks. That motherfucker sucks now. He can't hold on the damn ball. And it's just, it's just dumb. It was just dumb of him. And he Shady got buried real quick all over social media, so it didn't even matter. But if this goes right for Eric Bieniemy, I can honestly see a situation where Ron Rivera may step down. I mean, he's had his health issues over the past. He's had cancer. You know, I, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not wishing that upon him or anything like that, but you never know. You never know. It could be a situation where they're like, okay, well, there's a bad year. They fire Rivera, and then they actually give EB the opportunity to become the full-time head coach. You know, it's all going to really depend on how much he can, you know, how that offense does and how he can upgrade that offense. If he can get to, if they can become a playoff team, if they if they become if they can give, become a playoff team. Now that's a hard division. They got the Eagles. They got the Cowboys. But if they can try to squeak in as a wild card, it, it would be something, you know, at least you hope. And I'm really pulling for him. I really, really am pulling for Eric Bieniemy. I'm, I'm happy he was here. He got two Super Bowls. You know, maybe if he would have stayed, maybe if he would have stayed for another one and would have got a third, maybe that would have been just like the, the solidified thing where no owner would have just had no choice but to hire him. But, you know, we just never know. He should have already been hired years ago. All right, let's move on already. Um, Going to try to wrap this up. So my, my plan is I, what I've been messing up on on these podcasts is I've been running over time. I've been doing so much. I mean, it's been taken away from other things that I need to get done, and that's what's been kind of throwing me off. So my goal is I need to condense these episodes. I'm going to try to get them at like 30 to 35-minute, 40-minute max tops. I'm not going to go and be overboard of that because I just don't need to, especially now we're going in the off season. I'm probably only going to get one episode out a week. You know, obviously in the end season it's twice because I got to get the, you know, the review of the, the, uh, the game from the Sunday and then obviously the preview of the next game. But all right, let's talk about the free agents going into the 2023 season. So we got a lot of free agents. I'm going to list them all out. We got Orlando Brown, Juju, Carlos Dunlap, Derek Nottie, Andrew Wiley, 
um, Chad Henney, Ronald Jones, Michael Burton, Blake Bell, Jarek McKinnon, McCole Hardman, Deion Bush, Juan Thornhill, Justin Watson, Colin Saunders, Turk Wharton, uh, Jody Fortson, oh gosh, Buscelli, uh, Prince Tegawanagu, um, and Allegretti, and I want to say there's one more, maybe that might be the last one, yep, that's the last one. So, I'm just going to say, you know, right now, I'm not going to, you know, talk about who I want here, whatnot, you know, who I personally want here. I'm just going to say what I think just may happen. With Orlando Brown, obviously, I think the tag's going to happen. They're probably not going to be able to get a deal done. I, I, I hope they do. I hope that he comes to his senses and be like, hey... I'm not looking for top money, but just pay me very respectfully. I'm okay with paying them anywhere from 20 to 22. That the, I'm that's where I'm at. I'm anywhere past that. I think you're you're going overboard. I'm any uh, that's where I would go. But I'm I'm cool with paying them that. But I think the franchise tag is going to get actually slapped on them again. But you never know. They can come up with a deal. I don't think they should trade him because you know what? At the end of the day. There's not a, there's not a lot of good free agents out there. The free agent class sucks this year, honestly. And you do that. Now I think they should draft tackles, but if you if you draft one and just depend on a draft pick, you you got to bank on him being a starter day one. And it, it, you just don't know. And I can tell you right now, we're picking at thirty thirty two or thirty one, I should say, and there's not like the last. The last like drafts, there hasn't been good picks. There hasn't been good tackles around there. And you might get lucky later rounds, but that's that's if you're hoping to find a diamond in the rough. I think Orlando Brown's your best bet. So I'm hoping they come up with a deal. To be honest with you, Juju, I want them bring. I I want them bringing back. You have to figure out how to bring Juju back. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say what I think they should pay him, but I, I think they should bring him back. Carlos Dunlap, he's already completed everything on his checklist as far as career-wise. He can call it a career, but you know what? If he wants to run it back, come back if he wants to. Derek Nottie, I'm okay with letting him walk. He's not been good the last couple years. I think injuries have crept onto him. It's it's hard. When you're, when you're a one-tech and you – or one tech zero tech and you're just taking on a lot of triple teams and double teams because you're just a run stuffer and all this and that just to open up for the linebackers you're, you're gonna get a lot of injuries due to you know getting a lot of wash downs and pushes and you know i think injuries have crept on to him so i'm okay with letting uh naughty walk andrew wiley if he wants to come back cool but I'm also okay with letting him walk. I also think he's going to get a big contract somewhere else. I think someone saw what they liked from him in the Super Bowl, and they're going to pay him. I think he's going to get a payday. It'll be his last payday because he's pushing 30 already. Chad Henney, he's he's retiring. RG, uh, Ronald Jones, um, I – well, back, actually, no, before I get to Ronald Jones, Chad Henney, what a career, man. Congratulations, man. You you came out a two-time Super Bowl champion, backing up Patrick Mahomes, came in at great times, did your job. Congratulations to you, man. I, I really appreciated Chad Henney. And someone's going to have to get some big uh, shoes to fill as that backup role. 
Um, but yeah, he's retiring. Ronald Jones, I'm okay with him walking. I don't really care about bringing him back because I, they may, they may bring Clyde back. I, I don't know what's going to happen with that. You know, he still has one more year left on his deal, but I, I don't know. Uh, Michael Burton, you know he's coming back because Andy Reid loves the fullback. Uh, Blake Bell, I honestly think they're going to let him walk. You know, it was nice to bring him back again. You know, I think they brought they brought him back for the 2021 season, obviously, and then this year. But he's been hurt mostly this year. Uh, he was with Dallas in the the 2020 season, and then the, he won a Super Bowl with us the year prior. Um, but he, he, you know, he wherever he goes, he'll be a two time Super Bowl champ. Uh, and then we have Jarek McKinnon. I would love to bring him back, but he, you know he's getting older. If he wants to call it a career, I completely understand. But we obviously, all, Chiefs Kingdom loves Jarek McKinnon. Obviously, his pass protection is probably the best in the in the league. I should say as a running back, and McCole Hardman. I would love to bring McCole Hardman back. I mean, and he could because his market might not be good. He might be on one of those deals like Demarcus Robinson where his market just wasn't good and you know he he just couldn't test he test the the waters like he wanted to and so he came back on one year deals. I could see a situation like that from McCole Hardman. He just had surgery the other day. But I would like to bring him back, but I can understand if he goes to. Dion Bush, he you know, he was great on special teams. You know, he had some moments in the game. I mean, I can understand if Dave Tobe wants him back. <clears throat> Juan Thornhill. Now, I think he's. I think he might get paid somewhere else. I, I truthfully see someone handing him a, a kind of a like a Justin Reed contract, kind of like a ten million uh, per year. He had a decent year this year. I mean, you know, especially in the later half of the season, the safety play started really, really playing well. But if he wants to come back on a cheap deal, he knows the system. I can understand him wanting to come back too, but I don't know. It, the way he's posting, he's making it sound like he's going to come back. So I, I don't know. Justin Watson, we all know he's going to come back. I mean, as much as I kind of don't really care for him to come back, speed kills, and they love speed no matter what, where it's coming from. Um, and he had some moments. And the one thing I'm just not happy for is him eating up a whole bunch of snaps and him being off and on as a as a pass catcher. Colin Saunders, I would love for him to come back. I think he may, but I think he's also going to ch- test the waters too. Turk Wharton, uh, I think he, I think he's restricted. I could be wrong. I have to look, go back and look. I would like to bring Turk back. Uh, I don't know how he's going to be after the the ACL injury, um, but you know he was a powerhouse. I remember uh, when they did the redraft after the 2020 season. You know, because he was undrafted, and they did a redraft, and then I think he was, like, taking it, like, the top 20 because of just his play. I mean, he was leading all pressures and rookies that year. I mean, he was just so – I mean, he was dom- I mean, he was dominant. I mean, he wasn't getting the sack numbers, but he was – I mean, he was getting pushed. Um, Jody Fortson, we obviously know he's going to come back just because, I mean, him and his journey with the team and – you know, he had moments of play, and he's a good blocker, and he does what he's supposed to do, and they, they utilize him in a lot of moments, a lot of plays. Now, Buscelli, he's interesting. I don't know if he's going to come back. I mean, they could bring him back. 
I don't know if he's going to be the backup or the third string. I think he may be the backup moving forward, honestly. I mean, I know people are like, oh, well, we want a veteran back there. Well, why? Why Mahomes is going into, you know, year seven of his career. I think this is year seven, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Yeah, he's going in the seventh, his seventh year of his career, but his sixth year starting. He's pretty much a veteran at this point. He he's the old guy at this point. You know, I mean, if we, you know, if we get another old guy, older, you know, cat veteran in the building, I'm okay with that. There's a lot of good backup quarterbacks out there as free agents. Uh, but Bouchelle might be the backup moving forward. Who knows? You know, he might be a guy developing behind um, behind Mahomes for a while. Uh, Prince Tega, I, you know, I you know I don't really care if he stays or not. I mean, he's good depth, but you know, if he chooses to test the market, go you know, kudos to him. He's a I don't know if he was here in the 2019 season, but if he wasn't, then he came out as a one-time Super Bowl champion with us this year. So. Allegretti, again, another guy that I'm okay with walking because he's a backup. You can always find uh, decent backups, and he may want to test the market too. But if he wants to come back on a cheap deal, Gretty, come back, man. You're, you know, I really love that play that you did on TJ Watt last year, or two years ago, I should say. Um, but you know, the biggest one is going to be Orlando Brown as far as free agents goes. I I hope they can figure something out. But who knows? Uh, some of the kingdom are like, you know, half, you know, half on him. And some of them are like, oh, yeah, let's pay him. I want to lock the offensive lineup. Why not? Now, as far as extensions go, other extensions go, do you extend Chris Jones? Do you extend LeJarrius Sneed? Do you choose to extend Willie Gay now? Like, if you're plan, if he's your plan you know, for the future in the defense. I, I don't know. They may let Willie Gay walk. They may even let LeJarrius Sneed walk just because, you know what, they loved what they saw in their rookies, and they'd be like, you know what, we love LeJarrius Sneed, but we feel like we can mold uh, other players into that type of role. Um, they obviously loved what Justin Reed did. I mean, Justin Reed's a safety, but he plays everywhere, and obviously – I think as long as uh, Spag is here, I think Snead's going to be here. So I think they will extend him, but you just never know. You extend Chris Jones no matter what. I don't I, I don't know if that comes this year, next year, but I, you extend him. You got to make that, that deal a little bit cheaper now. Um, give him his guaranteed cash uh, now and all this and that. So he's one guy that I think needs to happen. Uh, Sneed and Willie Gay, those guys, I think you can kind of wait on for next year. But if you're planning on signing, like signing guys like Nick Bolton, who are going to be coming up on their deals at some point, um, I want to say for the twenty, the twenty-four season will be uh, him, Creed Humphrey, and Trey Smith last on last year on their deals, and they're not, and they weren't first-round picks, so they don't have fifth-year options. So you're going to have to kind of, you know, Brett Veach, you know, Brent Tillis and uh, Mike Borgonzi, all those guys, they're going to have to figure out, you know, who's priorities this year. You know, I think they're going to pro- – I think maybe a guy from the 2020 class may get extended. Um, maybe a guy from the 19 class, I don't know, might get a new deal. I don't know what's going to happen. I think Orlando Brown and Chris Jones may be the focuses, though, this this offseason. That for sure. 
I don't, you know, and I don't know what they're going to do with Pats. If they're going to push more, push some, uh, push some money down the line or let it roll out. I don't know. But, you know, Mahomes is going to do the right thing for the team. We just know who he is. And honestly, the Tom Brady of the team, as far as like, you know, cheap contracts to keep players, that's Travis Kelsey. He's severely underpaid, severely underpaid. I know he got a pay raise, but he got that instant money. But he's severely underpaid, in my opinion. All right. That's going to be pretty much uh, do it for this episode. I kind of want to talk about the pending free agents. Um, like I said, moving forward, um, it's the off season, so it's going to be kind of slow, um, right for right now. I remember the first season of this podcast. I mean, I was, I was new to podcasting, so things were a little bit different. I was kind of scattered around trying to get episodes out frequently. Um, but it's going to be a little bit different this coming around. I'm trying to, you know, I'm just trying to improve, get better at this game. Uh, but I love podcasting. I love talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. I love everybody who listens to podcasts, and I appreciate you all, you guys. So, all right, that's going to go ahead and do it for this show. And like I always say, the connect is always real. <laughs>